<laughs> we are hope. We are love. Tilton is a family, a lovely family. We are progress. I am COTN. I am COTN. <laughs> I didn't say you, I said me. I am COTN. You're listening to Beyond the Village. This podcast is produced by Children of the Nations. Shorthand for our name is COTN. We work in Sierra Leone, Malawi, Uganda, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic because we believe true, lasting, and meaningful change to a nation begins with the children. This podcast gives them, the staff who cares for them, and the partners like you a chance to tell the real story. Hello and welcome. In today's BTV episode, I will be introducing you to Grammy Award winner George Winston, a guy with a lot of talent and a big heart. Perhaps you've heard his music, his popular December album, or his covers of Vince Guaraldi, music composer of the classic Peanuts animations. I'm your host, Heather Ostkevich, and the music you are hearing, in fact, all the music you will hear on this podcast, is from George. George Winston is a talented musician who primarily plays the piano, but he also plays the guitar and harmonica. This year, George will be playing four benefit concerts for Children of the Nations, perhaps in your hometown. Concerts will be held in Mitchell, South Dakota on May 6th, Orange County, California on August 19th, Bellevue, Washington on September 15th, and Port Angeles, Washington on September 17th, but I'll give you more information at the end of the podcast. This year, George is on tour, traveling all over the U.S. When I caught up with him, he was somewhere between Louisville, Kentucky and Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina. So let me just start by asking you how you got started playing the piano. I started actually on organ in 1967 after I heard The Doors. I was inspired to get an organ, played in a couple bands. And four years later, I heard Fats Waller's piano recordings from the 20s and 30s, and I immediately switched to piano instead of organ and band. And that was 1971. I started listening to the radio when I was 12, and there were a lot of instrumental hits, 1961, and I loved the instrumentals. I really didn't listen until I was 12. You know, other than you hear something on a car radio or Christmas Carol or, you know, the normal Mary Had a Little Lamb or something, you know, stuff just sort of around or grade school. No, I, I didn't uh, I didn't really have any interest, even as a listener. I think I had one record. It was called 16 Tons, sung by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Have you heard that one ever? I have not heard that one. It was a very low baritone vocal going, some people say a man made out of mud. If you heard it, you'd go, oh yeah, that. You know? <laughs> it was like the number one hit of the millennium. I mean, it was just... It was the only record I had. When I was into baseball and basketball, I didn't, I didn't really notice music. Kind of like I don't notice football, you know? <laughs> I don't notice I mean, football either. It's there. I'm here. There's nothing bad. We just don't intersect that. Yeah, and at 12, just for some reason, started listening. In 1961, there were 30 instrumental hits at the top 40, and I loved them all. It, it, I just went crazy over the instrumental. I wasn't into vocalists at all. At all. Until I heard the doors. Don't know why. You know, it just is what it is. It's like everybody's musical taste is just what it is. You just like it. 
made your whole career out of music. Tell me a little bit about what you love about music and maybe what styles you love. Well, I uh, grew up in eastern Montana where the seasons are so distinct. So I think of everything in terms of seasons and every song I ever liked before I played, it was a certain season song to me, regardless of what the original intent of the composer was. And then when I started playing, it just stayed that way. There really is a season, and the, and the topography is the biggest inspiration for me to play. And the um, traditions, I started with the stride piano tradition. That's the older jazz style of playing piano from the 1920s to the 1940s, where the left hand strides or jumps between a bass and a chord, and the right hand plays the improvisation. And sometimes called hot piano. And that also blues pianists, and particularly the New Orleans rhythm and blues pianists, who are my biggest inspiration now. Uh, Professor, particularly James Booker, Professor Longhair, Henry Butler, Dr. John is probably the best known of the New Orleans rhythm and blues pianists. Also, uh, the late Alan Toussaint and John Cleary, those six in particular. As far as on piano, those players are very inspirational. And uh, Vince Guaraldi, especially for his compositions, he composed the uh, well-known piece, Castrate to the Wind, and he did the uh, scores for the first 16 of the Peanuts animations until he passed on in 1976. And I tried to play every one of his compositions, but they don't all work for solo piano. He usually had a trio, quartet, quintet, sextet. And for solo guitar, the Appalachian fiddle tunes and folk tunes, and also the Hawaiian uh, slack key guitar tradition, the fingerstyle guitar tradition in Hawaii, also been very inspirational on the guitar. A lot of things from a lot of places, but those are the major ones at this point for me. And what is it about the piano that really speaks to you? Well, kind of the fact you can accompany yourself. It's got good power. You know, you accompany yourself in the rhythm and blues stuff. Also, I like for the melodic, the folk piano style I play. I like the way the piano sustains. I like that sustained sound better than strings or organ or any other kind of sustain. Mm. So that was the two things that really drew me to the piano. about touring? Uh, the different locations just uh, add to the music, you know, the different topographies, the season in that topography, the different towns, the journey between the towns, that all goes into the music. So it makes the music alive and keep growing. So when you're playing your pieces, are you remembering those places and how you felt in those places? Uh, yeah, and also where I am right then, probably even more. So kind of all, kind of whatever feelings or thoughts come to mind, they, they could be directly related or they could be not directly related at all. They could be some other place in time or it could be I'm here in a particular place and it's cold and it's snowing. That'll go into the music uh, somehow. I just let it do it, you know, it's like... It's more like noticing all of it. My job is to practice and be able to play the songs well, but the songs and, you know, they'll tell me what to do. Yeah. What to do and 
and kind of how to do it. So it's kind of the music kind of guides me. I just have to be able to play it well. So that's, that's where all the practice comes in. do a canned food drive and you've produced a number of benefit CDs and I know you give back through your concerts because you've given back to children of the nations through your concerts so what kind of started you giving back well in 1986 I uh, realized I wanted to kind of interact with the community in another way other than the music but have a tie in with music and I realized Food's kind of a bottom line thing. If somebody's down in their luck, they could, uh, you know, you could find some place to sleep, sleep in a car, you can get water from a fountain, but where are you going to get food legally? So food banks have been doing such a great job for a long, long, long time. So I started working with food banks, asking people to bring cans of food if they can, you know, non-perishable food at concerts, and then the uh, proceeds from the CDs at the show, always go to the food bank as well. We all try to help out as much as we can, and that's the best way I can do it is with benefit concerts and benefit records. The music was there, and I said, well, I want to help out, you know. Uh, I'm not a good carpenter or anything like that, but I can help out this way. So, you know, the music tells me what to do there. George doesn't stop there. He's created three benefit CDs, one in response to the Louisiana oil spills, the other in response to Hurricane Katrina, and recently a third benefit CD, this time for a more personal reason. It's called Spring Carousel Cancer Research Benefit, and it benefits uh, City of Hope's cancer research. Uh, They're near Los Angeles, and they're uh, cancer hospital and a research facility doing a lot, lot of great work. And uh, iTunes are giving all their proceeds as well. They work with City of Hope a lot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I had bone marrow transplant there late 2012. And then after that, I was staying, they have a village close by. So you can stay there, especially people out of town like I was. Mm-hmm. And you can easily walk to the doctor's appointment and, I had access to uh, the piano in the auditorium anytime I wanted. So, so I started practicing, you know, to get ready to start touring again. And a bunch of songs just happened. I, I never composed on purpose, but a bunch of songs just kind of happened. I said, oh, this is obviously a benefit record for City of Hope. I knew that right away. I'm going to play you one of those songs from his City of Hope benefit album, Carousel. It's called Rekindling Love. Thank you. 
George is pretty quiet about his philanthropic efforts, but it's no small thing. Several years ago, George learned about Children of the Nations through his friend Mark Costa, COTN's Senior Director of National Marketing and Community Development. They've known each other for two decades, and George, knowing Mark's history of giving back to the community, felt like this was another organization he wanted to look into as well. Here's Mark. George is an amazing guy that has been extraordinarily generous over the last two decades that I've known him. In fact, this year he's embarking on four benefit concerts for Children of the Nations, and we're just so thrilled that George has taken the time out of his very, very busy touring schedule to benefit and bless COTN. You know, George has significantly reduced his performance fee for these four benefit concerts that he's performing for us this year, so much so that we'll be able to take 100% of the net proceeds from those events and use them on current projects that we are building throughout Africa and the Caribbean. Uh, He will in part be funding school construction and some medical clinic work. Uh, We may drill a well, and most importantly, we'll be able to feed 5,000 kids a day through his uh, tremendous generosity. organization is so great that my task is to you know do the benefit concerts and then let you guys the experts decide you'll know what to do especially the people working locally in those areas will know this needs to go here this needs to go here priorities can change especially if there's a natural disaster you know hurricane in the caribbean for example and after the haiti earthquake i was trying to do a benefit ep but i just don't have a close enough relationship with Haitian music. I, it, it, it was an almost, and well, all good intentions, you know. The music has to really, really be there. So I'm glad that uh, can be involved with Haiti, at least in this way. You have given back a lot, as I said before, but you do it in a way that you let people participate in giving back with you, whether it's like the canned food drive or um, paying for a CD with the proceeds going back to whatever organization. Why do you allow people to do it with you? Because you could just give money, but you do it in this way. Well, it, it, uh, you know, I've definitely donated also, but this way you get more funds because more people are doing it. And also people want to help and it provides means for them if that's the way they want to contribute. I don't expect people to bring cans of food to the food bank. It's just there in case in case that's their area of contributing. Everybody's got their different areas. You know, we, we all want to do more. We can't do everything. So you kind of have to pick, you know. So it's just making things available. So it's just great to be able to have great to be able to help you know it's you guys are doing the big thing i'm happy to be able to help out with it Okay, I promised you more concert information. So you can purchase tickets for the concert in Mitchell, South Dakota on May 6th by going to itickets.com forward slash C-O-T-N Winston. 
If you'd like more information about the rest of the concert dates, contact COTN's Community Development Coordinator, Kirsty Weeks, at 360-698-7227. Let me give you those concert dates again. Mitchell, South Dakota on May 6th, Orange County, California on August 19th, Bellevue, Washington on September 15th, and Port Angeles, Washington on September 17th. So hope to see you there. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you to George Winston for spending time with us. And thank you to Uda Kumar, our volunteer sound engineer, for making this podcast sound so good. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Shake your body, baby, love. Shake your body, baby, love.